0: Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick, joined in studio this morning by Chris Embry. We have Brandon Bishop. We appreciate everyone tuning in. We're on the air for two hours every Sunday morning recapping everything in the week that was in the world of sports and previewing the upcoming week. The Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Buell Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. We appreciate their support. Louisville Combat Academy has the most active MMA fighters out of any gym in the state of Kentucky. Also, my health insurance practice. I'm an independent broker for Health Insurance Solutions. I can help anyone with any health insurance request in Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, and now also the state of Florida. I'm an independent broker. What that means is I'm not just gonna push, you know, Humana on you. I'm not just gonna say, Oh, you, you're going on Medicare, we need you to put you onto an anthem Medicare Advantage plan. No. I can evaluate your the entirety of your situation and find the best solution for you based on your health insurance need. We encourage our listeners to give us a call on the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line, 502-384-1450. We would love to hear from you, love for you to get in on the action. Pretty happening weekend in the world of sports, really. Um, Brandon, Chris, uh, I know Brandon, you're you're a fight guy, and Chris, you're more of a college basketball guy on both fronts. There's plenty to talk about, Chris. Let's. What's going on with in the world of college basketball? <clears throat> I know Louisville won, Kentucky won, um, but there's some other exciting news right now. What's up in the world of college basketball?
1: Well, I mean, if you're uh, interested in how the brackets are going to form, uh, you know, within the next couple weeks, you've got uh, three top five teams lost yesterday, and. Uh, which really affects a lot of different um, seeding for the upcoming tournament. And uh, so you had the uh, number one Baylor uh, loss last night. Um, uh, They've, you know, there's been so many teams that have been in that number one spot. It looks like we're going to have Kansas back in that spot now because not only did Baylor lose, number two, Gonzaga took a loss. Uh, As well as San Diego State, Uh, San Diego State was undefeated prior to last night um, and they took their first um, loss of the season um, to uh, UNLV, which is uh, below sub 500 team, which, you know, has you questioning how good San Diego State really is.
0: That's kind of been the narrative this entire season for college basketball is there's a lot of parity.
1: Absolutely. Uh, this is probably the most parity I've seen in college basketball uh, probably in 20, 25 years, actually. Um, it's There's no dominant team. There's really no dominant player, um, you know, uh, like a Zion Williamson like we had last year. So
0: uh, Was that just last – <coughs> that was last year right
1: yep okay and uh
0: man I'm, remember and even barrett too
1: yeah exactly uh you don't have any of that you know wiseman became ineligible so it took him out of the mix then you had co-anthony go down with an injury with north carolina earlier in the year Uh kind of took the spotlight off of him uh and then the other couple guys that are you know, supposed to be in the top five in the NBA draft uh, are on teams that really don't matter. You know, you've got uh, uh, Anthony uh, Edwards with um, Georgia, and Georgia's not doing much.
0: Now, you know, Chris, I grew up as a basketball fan from day one for me. My dad had me watching basketball when I was little. Okay, and I, I grew up, and when I was in like the fourth or fifth grade, you said, what do you want to be when you grow up? NBA player, no question. Okay, so I'm a basketball guy at heart. Over time I've drifted more toward like I train jiu-jitsu now and I'm trying to do a little bit of boxing and stuff like that, okay? So I'm kind of shifting away in away from it. Still love basketball. But you tell me Chris as an unbiased perspective on this. It seems like college basketball's down. It definitely is. It seems like college basketball sucks. And Louisville and <coughs> Kentucky are both doing per- relatively well, but it seems like what's going on? Okay. Obviously, I watch the UFC and I watch boxing more. You know, and, and even more so now than I do football or anything. I know, I get it. Okay, NBA is still pretty great. Don't get me wrong. Seems like college basketball sucks. Yeah,
1: I mean, if if you were try to formulate a uh, an ultimate showdown between two teams right now, you would struggle to find. Hey, what would be the you know, uh, you know, a really awesome matchup to watch right now? You know, there's not really two teams I would say, man, I, I would love to see these two teams battle it out in the tournament. Uh, so, you're right. It's There's not a lot of uh, excitement outside of rooting for your own team. Um, but, uh, you know, the tournament, though, it never really lets down on yeah, the excitement. Yeah, still
0: a, a, a great uh, product.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's right around the corner. And those first two days of the uh, NCAA tournament are the best two days uh, of the year in sports to me, but I'm a college basketball fan, so. But, uh, yeah, it's coming right around the corner, actually. Uh, We've got uh, a couple more. A week and a half, two weeks left of um, regular season, then you've got uh, conference tournaments coming up, and then, obviously, you've got the NCAA tournament, so... uh, yeah, I mean, Kansas being number one right now. I, I would love for Kentucky to play Kansas because I don't think they're that great. Um, so there's not really a team that I would say, oh, I don't want Kentucky matched up with right now. So
0: Okay. Now, we can get back to the individual performances from each team. You know, Louisville beat North Carolina yesterday. That always feels good for, for Cards fans.
1: Absolutely. No matter
0: how down of a – how many losses have they had this year?
1: I think that's the seventeenth loss for North Carolina. Okay,
0: so it's a big time, big time, big time, big time down year for the Tar Heels, but still beating Roy Williams and in, in the, in the damn North Carolina Tar Heels. Okay, I don't care who you are, what you say, that'll always be exciting. Yes, for they're... A, a, a team, any win's big, but I mean especially against someone like that.
1: Right, North Carolina is still number three on the all times win list. Uh, so, you're it's definitely uh, good when you can beat North Carolina if they are having a down season or not. Okay, uh, you definitely want to put the smack down on
0: North now, Carolina. Now, there's a big boxing match last night, so we're going to talk about that too. Okay? First, I've heard of it. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, Brandon?
2: didn't know anything about it.
0: If you were not helping with the weekend sports buzz, okay, and not interacting with me as much, be honest, how much focus do you think there would be on this for you? Um, I mean, I,
2: I would still be interested in that fight for sure.
0: Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, man, if this, if this isn't it to get you engaged in boxing, then nothing is
2: right. Yeah. That's okay. Very few fights engage me, but the, the past few have been the ones that we talk about on the show.
0: Okay. Uh, what we saw last night was a rematch. We saw Tyson Fury, the six foot nine gypsy traveler from the Irish family. I think he was technically born in England. Uh, so he's an Englishman, but he is the funniest superstar out of any sports figure I've ever encountered.
2: Yeah, he's just naturally funny too. I
0: think Muhammad Ali in his prime was actually pretty uh, revolutionary type funny too.
2: Yeah, but he to I give think, Ali credit, I think he was a little bit more uh, political and thought out with his humor, whereas I think uh, Fury is just naturally funny,
0: just kind of a jackass. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's great. He I love came him.
0: out last night. He had uh, a row of people carry him. Uh, he was wearing a, 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 a king's robe and he was wearing a crown, and he had people carrying him. And He's six foot nine, 275. Okay. So he's a giant. And he was carried to the ring while listening to. He's 31 years old. Okay. What song did he choose as an, his intro song? Crazy by Patsy Klein. What the hell? What the hell? Okay. 2020. She died in, I don't know when. 80s i'll bring it up here
2: you saying she's less relevant now
0: i'd say she's very irrelevant now now don't get me wrong i still like the song and he is crazy absolutely <laughs> okay so um and, and i don't think there's anything that scares you more going into a fight than thinking wow this guy's crazy do you agree
2: yeah, I like mean, this it, guy's yeah.
0: off his rocker he doesn't care what's going on he could die he doesn't care this guy's a nut job
2: it's a wild card unpredictable
0: would you agree Brandon you've been in more fights than me yeah
2: yeah I, well I think fortunately all of my opponents that I fought have been somewhat sane is that right yeah yeah nobody's shown any real signs of crazy but
1: not trying to lick blood off the other guy's ear or anything like that uh... or face like he did last <laughs> night Patsy <laughs> Klein died in
0: 1963.
1: Wow. Wow. That is crazy. That's before I was born.
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh, My parents were both born in 62. Like, what the hell, Tyson Fury? But it's cool. It's a good song. Wow. Uh, So I think what he's doing is he's brilliant. Okay? He's marketing to not only people like me. I'm 36, and I love it. But there's probably people who are in their 60s, 70s, 80s who remember that song. Oh, yeah. And they, they like a charismatic, uh, English-speaking giant who's funny. You everybody, I'm not saying everybody likes Tyson Fury. What I'm saying is a very broad range of people can like Tyson Fury. <clears throat> so marketing-wise, this guy is a genius. After he wins, he gets the microphone. What's he do? Oh, same thing he does every time he wins. He says, I, I promised you I was going to sing a song. And the interviewer... I mean, It's like, what the heck? You, you promised you are going to say, okay. And he gabs it, and he sings Don McLean's American Pie. This guy's an old soul, isn't he? He is, and he and he starts to uh, – he says, all right, guys, to the crowd. In the middle of it, he stops for a moment and goes, you guys know the word sing along, and everybody's singing along with him.
1: I love him, man. <laughs> I love this guy. He's my favorite uh, boxer, no doubt.
0: No, I agree with you. I mean, he is fun. Tyson Fury is not only the lineal – Undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. He's hilarious. He, uh, do you think this is, like, one of the
1: biggest fights? Um, you're more connected to the boxing scene. I guess so. I mean, how? what would you uh, rate this as, you know, big-time? Heavyweight boxing match? Yes. I mean, because,
0: obviously, it there was a lot of hype behind this. The hype behind it was big. Um... It's funny, man. Historically, you can go back and read articles about different heavyweight boxing matches that were just really hyped up. I think Larry Holmes and, and George Cooney just had a ton of hype. That was a long time ago, okay? But heavyweight boxing is prone to tons of hype and then doesn't always deliver. Sometimes it does. But, I mean, this, to me, I'm with you. This is one of the biggest ever, certainly of this era. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, and you got to say bigger than the first bout right i agree yeah i
0: watched definitely
2: more important as well
0: yeah the first bout was so exciting i watched it live Mm -hmm. and it ended in a draw okay nothing will set up a a more exciting second match i think than a draw neither of them still going into yesterday neither of them had a loss on the record still right i mean this you looked at who the the people were who were there you had mike tyson um you had every a-list uh, uh, media personality, everybody. If you wanted to be somewhere to kind of be known as it, a bit Magic Johnson was there. I'm not kidding. Everyone was there at this match last night in Vegas.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's pretty amazing to see uh, a match like this when I thought there for probably a decade that boxing had kind of disappeared.
0: And it always does. Yeah, I, I'm a. I'm a Perpetual boxing defender, admittedly, I've been on the radio now for in podcasts for almost about almost ten years, and this has been a theme for me for the entirety of my stay on recorded uh, spoken uh, through this format. Is you read a book about it in the twenties, people were saying boxing was dead, but then in the thirties, a little renaissance happened, and then again in the thirty, in the forties, everybody's like, oh, boxing's dead. So it's not. It's nothing new. Cyclical. 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 The Kalichkos were Ukrainian brothers who fought primarily out of Germany. Okay? And they were great. They weren't as spectacular. They were not spectacular. They were not funny. They were not funny. They would not even claim to be funny. Okay? They weren't. And they dominated the heavyweight belts for like 15 years. So was boxing horrible during that period? I don't think so. It was not exciting, though. It lacked excitement. Those two guys held all the belts. They would not fight each other. They're same mom, same dad. They're not fighting each other. Who dethroned them? Tyson Fury beat Vladimir Klitschko. And really, the rest is history. After that win, the biggest win, of course, of his career, Tyson Fury then ballooned up to 400 pounds. Did you know that? Wow, I didn't know that. Last night, he weighed 270, which is real heavy. Yeah. He weighed 256 for their first fight. Okay, but after he beat Vladimir Klitschko, you would think you get you stay disciplined and you stay inspired and all that. Nope, he has openly talked about his struggles with cocaine and alcohol, um, and mental health issues. And I mean, he is just an advocate for even when things are going good. You know, that doesn't mean that things are going good. You know, he's just a very realistic and honest guy.
1: That's why I love him.
0: He is honest as can be. So after that fight against Vladimir Klitschko, I'll bring it up here. That was in – that was a while ago. That was in November of 2015, okay? You would think he was the champ. The rest is history, right? No. He ballooned up to 400 pounds. He said he would drink like 30, 40 beers and then, like, get in his car and drive home somewhere in England. Just crazy stuff, which is not safe. 30
1: 40 beers, wow.
0: Yeah, so he was crazy, and he was doing drugs, and he was – you know, not being living a, a good life. He's not proud of that,
1: okay? But, you know, that's kind of what happens with a lot of these guys, right?
0: Almost. It's just he, he is openly discussing. Very open about it. Very <coughs> open about it. So, he ballooned up to 400 pounds. He then got a new trainer, lost all the weight, made a comeback. He's still only 31 years old.
1: That's crazy. I didn't yeah. know that until you just said it a minute ago. For some reason, I was thinking he's a little bit older than that. Mm-hmm. Um but so at 31 where where does he stand in his career right now? I mean is he does he still have do you think a decade left in him?
0: Uh who knows. It really depends on how he takes care of himself. Yeah, I
1: mean because that's a lot of wear and tear on your body, not just in the ring but you know the whole drinking and, and oh, the yeah. drugs and stuff, so. 100%. Uh, but uh I definitely want him to stay uh at the top because Uh, He brings some flair and excitement to the heavyweight division, which is my – I don't like the the lighter weight divisions personally. I don't – you know, the ones that go, you know, 12 rounds, uh, a lot of defense. You don't see as many knockouts or at least maybe the ones I've watched.
0: Sure. We didn't even talk about it yet, but in the fight last night, what happened? What was the result, you may ask? Tyson Fury dominated. Seventh round TKO stoppage is how it's recorded. Uh really what happened is in the fourth round, Tyson Fury connected with a big shot, and Brandon, you're probably more knowledgeable about this than I am, but not directly in the the eyes or the, the forehead, but more on the side of the head behind the ear.
2: Okay? Yep. yep.
0: Really connected. And you know, that's kind of a I don't know what the word is. Anatom the, the the anatomy. I don't know what the correct word is, but it looked like his equilibrium was off, so he went right down. Yeah. What was very disturbing about it was a bunch of blood started coming out of his ear. So you could see that Deontay Wilder was on was wobbly. Okay? A bunch of blood starts coming out of his ear. And the commentators, Lennox Lewis, I think Tessitore, and Andre Ward, very knowledgeable boxers, said, oh, he busted his eardrum, which is not safe.
1: That's got to be very painful
2: as well. Not safe. Yeah, it doesn't feel good.
0: De- Deontay <laughs> Wilder is tough as hell for staying in there. Have you had your eardrum busted? Yes,
2: Brandon? sir. <laughs> yeah, That's
0: why we got you here, Brandon. <laughs> I, I just laughed at it. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> no, it's, it's all right. I <laughs> laugh at it, too. How
0: did you have your eardrum busted?
2: Um, I was pinned down by a wrestler that probably outweighed me by... 50 or 60 pounds, and then he just proceeded to punch me in my sa- the same ear, my left ear. During MMA sparring? Uh, yeah, during sparring, during training, and he punched me in the ear probably a good 30 or 40 times. Oh, my God. Um, I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but it definitely happened then. Wow. And, uh, my And The next day, um, Zach Dorsey, one of the guys that's watching our live feed now, was uh, was at work, and he saw my ear. It was uh, black on, on the front and purple in the back. And if I held my nose and, and blew, the air would come out of my ear. It's, wow. It's painful. It wow. does not feel good.
0: <laughs> I believe it. Okay. So so what ended up happening is, and Jamel Muhammad, also an MMA fighter, I was messaging with him during the fight last night. He said, this is ridiculous. He's more of a, a, a wrestler and a, a MMA, MMA guy, pro MMA fighter, very successful fighter, Jamel is. Never heard of him. <laughs> but he said, boxing is crazy. That they're allowing Deontay Wilder to continue. I agree. In MMA, they have a relatively short leash. Yeah. Okay? And they were going to continue to allow Deontay Wilder to fight the rest of the fight. Oh, sure. But what happened was his cornermen, his coaches, threw in the literal balled-up towel because they recognized, oh, Man, this doesn't look good. Deontay Wilder could die.
1: They could have saved his life.
0: He could have died, it. Brandon. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, boxing, <clears throat> the rules in boxing, how you can get knocked down and they're separated and they're like, okay, let it, let's see if he's okay. Right? That's what it is in boxing. Oh, you got knocked down and you're clearly dizzy and wobbly? We'll give you we'll give you a standing standing eight count. Okay. Can you still stand? Yeah, yeah you can you stand. Okay. Okay, I just saw you wobbly. <laughs> We're not stopping it though. We'll allow you to continue. That's that, crazy. That can happen repeatedly over the course of the fight. So props to Deontay Wilder's corner. Yeah. For throwing in the towel, not wanting their fighter to die.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's it's always in their best interest to protect their fighter. Who cares about the money? Who cares about the career? We need to make sure our fighter is safe.
0: Hundred percent. And and from a business perspective and everything too. You're not gonna make any money. More money if you die. I mean <laughs> no. you know. Uh, I- everything. You you yeah. You wanna keep this train going? They're gonna have a rematch. There's no question, oh, I sure. think these two will rematch. There may even be a, a a fourth fight, I bet, or a fifth fight. I'll watch it every time. I spent eighty bucks last night. Couldn't have been happier to spend eighty bucks. Watch that with my ten year old son. That's I, I told him right before he went to bed. This is a memory. This is cool as hell. Boxing is old school staple. Really, kind of of the, the American culture almost, in my eyes.
1: Do you do you think that a- Anthony Joshua will get a shot before there's a rematch?
0: Nope. Do oh. I think he should? Yeah. Do I think he should? Sure. Do I think he will? No. Uh, Eddie Hearn of Matchroom Boxing, the promoter for Anthony Joshua, he's a smart man. And the answer's no. I, I think that we'll see a, a, a Wilder and Fury each fight another guy, some random. Right, And then maybe another fight between these two at some point. Something along those lines. Somewhere down the road, we may see Fury against Joshua. But, I mean, 273-pound <clears throat> Fury that we saw last night, in my opinion, would destroy Andy Ruiz Jr., would destroy Anthony Joshua.
1: Yes, yes. He <clears throat> he actually – now I've only seen clips. I didn't get to yeah. watch the actual live fight. But um, he's a devastating fighter. Yeah. Uh, very powerful, very – obviously, being 6'9", his reach is amazing. Uh, and, you know, he's a little – he's got some loose screws up there. And uh, that's that's the ingredients uh, you need to create a monster in the ring. And I think he's uh, he's going to be there for a while. He dominated,
0: absolutely dominated the fight last night.
1: <clears throat> and, you know, he – like you said, singing after the winning – of the match. I, th- I think it's actually brilliant to. Um, I-, I don't think it's scripted either. It's just that's him, right? Uh, him singing and.
0: I do think he's intelligent. Um, for example, yeah, that's him. Right. That is him. He's funny. I guarantee, if you hang out with him off the air or anything, he's a funny guy. But I think he's intelligent also. So he's playing it up for the sake of money and marketing and and legacy and all that. Similar, not not very different than Muhammad Ali. I know Muhammad Ali was more involved in civil rights thing things than Fury is. So I don't I don't mean to draw an actual um, parallel between the two because I, I know that's different. But but Ali realized through the power of his mouth and, and his words. He could impact a lot more people than if he was just stoic and reserved like Sonny Liston. Yeah. Or Fedor, right, Brandon?
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you can be that guy, right? Some people are that guy, Brandon. Right? They yeah. win. They they go out there, they dominate, and then they're respectful to their opponents, and they don't say a word, and then they go home, and they they allow their actions to 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 do the the talking for them, and there's nothing wrong with that.
2: Yeah, I mean Fader has that allure that stoic face, no expression, he doesn't talk, you know, even if he does it's in Russian so we don't understand him anyway. Exactly.
0: That that's how it was with the Klitschkos.
2: But there's something ominous about that and it it gives a different feel than what Fury gives, but at the same time, you know, there's no necessarily wrong approach if it works for you.
1: Right. I think this approach though adds more to the audience it brings in more people to watch these type fights than you know are normally going to be watching this uh because he's a very intriguing uh backstory uh as you stated earlier and uh he's definitely um you know you have these other uh just casual fans too that will play the two countries you know the american and the the englishman uh Row and I don't care that uh, uh, Fury's not from the United States. Uh, that's that's my favorite fighter out there right now.
0: Yeah, um, it almost if you're cheering for Fury, it's almost as if you're cheering against an American. And it's not almost; you are right. Okay, but I mean, he's English speaking. He to me, he brings more to the table personality-wise and things than Wilder does. He just absolutely. Does. I mean, no offense to Wilder. I like Wilder. I hope he does well. But it was almost as if in the the, the match last night, they were in two different weight classes. I think there was a 30-something-pound weight difference between these two. Is that a normal
1: uh, – so once you get to heavyweight, there is a one above that, right? Isn't there uh, a um, – uh, No,
0: actually, you can be heavyweight 200 and up.
1: I mean, you can go in there at 300 and something, yeah. basically. Yeah,
0: Historically, that doesn't fare fare very well for you,
1: right? Yeah, but well, yes, you can. Anthony Joshua, he was a lot bigger than his opponent. Uh,
0: well, actually, his opponent came in Andy Ruiz Jr. in the rematch at two eighty three. So,
1: yeah, that's pretty big.
0: Yeah, so Andy Ruiz Jr., who's five eleven, against Anthony Joshua, who's six six, Ruiz still managed to have a big weight advantage. So no. Uh, the, the rules in boxing are very specific, and they're set in stone. That's how it's always been. Those are the weight classes. Uh, and there can be a big weight discrepancy in the heavyweight division. You could argue. Yeah, I'm forgetting
1: about Butterbean,
0: right? Yeah, Butterbean. Th- there is super heavyweight, so there is some weight classes, and you can do things like that. But at the highest of levels, if Butterbean would have just actually beat everybody, he's he's a great. Butterbean's no bum. Right, um, but he wa- he's not like one of the best heavyweights ever. If he was, we would have seen him fight the best heavyweight ever. Right,
1: he was more of a sideshow. He type. was more of
0: a sideshow, yeah. and that's okay. Um, it is what it is. But yeah, you can be as big as you want and fight heavyweight.
2: My favorite butterbean fight was against Johnny Knoxville.
0: Oh God, <laughs> <laughs>
2: was that a real?
1: Was that a celebrity thing, or was that a real?
2: That that was part of the the film Jackass.
1: Ah, that's right. And they I went forgot into a that.
2: department store and just fought right there in the department store, and, and he was legitimately punching Johnny Knoxville in the face, knocked him down, and and uh, I don't want to say he wasn't unconscious, but he was definitely punched drunk in the middle of a department store. I would store. say so because <laughs> that guy
1: is massive.
2: Yeah, I actually had a chance to meet him in Evansville at Hoist Gracie's Fight Fest um, a few years back, probably 10, 15 years ago, and uh, he is a large human being, very big. Yeah. Um, I don't want to fight him. No, but but you know what? Every
1: time he had a fight, I was always trying to find the feed to, or you know, to watch him uh, because it was always entertaining.
0: There's some allure like that with Tyson Fury. I mean, we've never known of a six foot nine no giant to to he has everything man he's goofy there's a clip out there of tyson fury punching himself in the face during an actual fight have you seen that (laughs) No. check it out on youtube (laughs) if you want but uh brandon you can find this pretty easily like
1: accidental
2: burry
0: completely accidentally he's hitting it you know he's in the clinch type thing oh he throws an uppercut i did see that yes right into his own face yes
2: i did see that he's
0: long he's gangly a little awkward okay and and Okay, so people make fun of him. He go. He's went to the ring looking fat. Sometimes let him flabby, make fun of it. I, I love. Fun of him.
1: You, as you know, uh, we've had many shows talking about the the um, the dad bod type guy, the the underdog. Um, I love the underdog. Well, he it's you can't really say he's the underdog, but he's.
0: Wilder was the favorite, according to Vegas, last night.
1: Yeah, he's underdog. Wilder
0: down. got his ass kicked. Yes. Fury dominated that fight. There's no way around that. Fury dominated last night, so Vegas was wrong.
1: Yeah, I I, I picked it. Uh, obviously, him being my favorite uh, boxer.
0: I but thought Fury was going to win. He, he is, went to um, uh, Sugar Hill, is a, his new trainer, a descendant of Emmanuel Stewart from the Kronk gym in Michigan, okay, which is historically a gym where they have a certain style, and that style was like Lennox Lewis's style. If you go back and watch when Lewis won most of his big fights, he would play more of a defensive style and he would he would win fights on points. Right. So I thought that's what we we're gonna see from Tyson Fury last night. I thought Fury was gonna go out there determined to win at all costs. And he wouldn't get hit much. No, Fury went out there moving straight forward and just dominated the fight. He dominated.
1: That's the kind of uh, fight I want to see. I don't like those defensive battles. But um, I'm going to try and find a uh, replay of it today to actually watch the whole fight. But, um, you know, that's that's uh, big news in the uh,
0: boxing uh, world of, you know, sports. There. certainly is. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We do have a couple calls lined up there. Before we do so, I want to give a shout-out to our man, Avery Jamar. Hilarious guy. uh, Has has very good comedy uh, routine. He performs at different uh, comedy clubs around town. Avery, of course, a comedian, has a Facebook group called Avery Thing. Also, is the name of his his podcast. Um, they have what's called Everything Big Brother, which I don't know if our listeners follow this, but the show Big Brother uh, has a format, and Everything Big Brother is, of course, almost like a local version of that. The contestants are playing for one hundred and thirty-five dollars. We're going to have someone call in here shortly for a chance to win the power of veto by answering a question. So this is part of Avery's program. They have so much fun with this stuff. Shout out to everybody there at Averything. But we're going to head to the Buzzline now where it looks like we do have a caller on the line with us. It looks like we have Susan. How are you this morning, Susan? Doing fine this morning. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you calling in. The question for the Averything Big Brother is, who won... The heavyweight boxing championship last night in Nevada, and and how did they win? Well, Tyson Fury won. Okay. And and um, he
3: won by knocking his opponent down twice: once in the third round, once in the fifth.
0: Very nice. Yes. Great. Well, you, you got the, the question correct. Susan, thank you very much. We appreciate your call into the show. Susan answered correctly, so she wins the power of veto through Avery of Everything. Thank you very much, Susan. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you. Good stuff there from Susan. Once again, Brandon, give a quick plug to Avery and Everything. And you're, heh, hell, look no further. Our man Brandon Bishop here will be performing on Tuesday, will you not?
2: Yeah, that's, that's the deal.
0: Stand-up comedy.
2: Yeah. I've I've only done this once before. I actually just went to watch an open mic night, and the next thing you know, I've got a mic in my hand, and I'm trying to tell jokes. And uh, it did not go over great.
0: No, I thought it was good. It wasn't awful. You got la- laughs. I got a
2: couple of laughs, yeah. So it wasn't like I didn't just go up there and hear crickets the whole time. Um, but I didn't really have a chance to put a bit together or anything. I just kind of, I'm one of those people who, uh, feels like the time is never right. If you wait, just, just go on and do it. Worst thing that happens is like the crowd's not going to eat me. So let's just do it. And I told a a couple jokes, got a few laughs, some of it I didn't, whatever, but I got this week to uh, write some new material and hopefully my next attempt will be much better.
0: I think Avery would be a good guy to sit down with and bounce some jokes off of.
2: Yeah, we've been working on that. So. He
0: has a very good grasp. I've thought about that. If I were to get into comedy, stand-up comedy, Avery would be the, the guy to sit down with and say, well, I'm thinking of this topic. How can I make this into a funny joke? Stuff like that. So shout out to Avery, the Facebook group Avery thing. The, the Kelly Patrick Show Facebook group has grown, and we have a a... a Contingency of, of some local comedians who are involved in the show. And that is a increasing part of the show. So we we encourage local comedians to be involved not only in the Kelly Patrick Show Facebook group, but also the Weekend Sports Buzz Facebook group. We like screwing around. We like the comedy theme. Avery's a big part of everything now. So we appreciate your participation. Once again, thanks to Susan. For the call. We're going to head back to the buzz line where we have caller Paul is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Paul? Hey, what's up, y'all? Not much. How are you, Paul? What, what do you have for us this morning?
4: Man, all right. I got a question for you. So, obviously, the fight last night, um, Fury seemed to dominate. Uh, he was he was heavier. And that's, that's you know, everybody's talking about that. But my question is, who had the better walkout? Who Who, who was more intimidating with their walkout?
0: Wow. Good question. Who is more intimidating? I honestly think Wilder looks scarier. What yeah. do you, what do you yeah, think? That's what I think, too. Yeah, as far as scariness points, Wilder is a scary person. He wears this mask, and it looks like a very substantial outfit Wilder came to the ring in last night. But a uh, very theatrical performance last night, was it not, Paul? Oh
4: yeah, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. Both on both parts, but I did think wilders were scarier.
0: Awesome. Well, Paul, we appreciate your call as always this morning. Before we let you go, anything else you want to chime in on? Uh, no, that's all. Awesome, Paul. Thank you very much for the call. Have a great rest of your weekend. Once again, the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502 502- 384-1450, be sure to give us a call, get in on the action. Headed back to the buzz line now, we have our man Brian the Insider on the line with us. How are you this morning, Brian?
5: Doing good, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I like Paul's call there. You know, uh, I watched the fight, and uh, one of the things I noticed was I think uh, that that Wilder not only had the scarier outfit, but Boy, I tell you what I don't know what that thing weighed but it had to look like it weighed 20 or 30 pounds and it was he looked exhausted when it came off he was sweating profusely I know he he seemed to get early uh, very early preparation and I know some of the preliminary bouts I think went a little longer than a lot of us myself included thought it was going to go I didn't expect that fight to go off at I think it started about 12:20 I typically I was thinking maybe more like eleven thirty, so it it kind of dragged on longer. But I, I think that Wilder was was kind of exhausted by the time the fight started. You know, I, I think it was a scary outfit that he had on. But you know, if you look at how Fury got into the ring, he was actually carried. Uh, he sat on a on a throne and was carried to the boxing ring. He sat around in the preliminary. So I, I I think that that seemed to he looked like the fresher fighter when the first bell rang and uh man he you talk about a dominant performance I I uh, you know he he got a new corner and he had a new strategy I watched the first fight and uh I just thought it, you know he he stayed back and Wilder was the aggressor in the first fight but man oh man fury I I've read uh, I, I'm sorry Wilder's comments that you know he wanted to finish the fight but I think his I think his corner did the right thing throwing the talent. and I was kind of hoping the ref stopped it before that because it was a it was a serious beatdown, and uh, Fury was not going to be denied, and he was clearly the best fighter, and I don't see anybody. If he fights like that, he's just so big and so skilled, and uh, he looks like he's got the right strategy as far as his aggressive role in the ring. I can't see joshua or anyone else touching him for the next couple years you know one thing i was kind of surprised at kelly when i looked at the tail of the tape before the fight was that wilder was the older boxer wilder's 34 uh and fury was 31 i i somehow thought they maybe that had been reversed i thought fury was older so uh you know we anyone that's played any kind of sports knows the older you get you know you lose a lot of skill and uh i don't know wilder's uh Getting a little long on the two. Hey, real quick, before I let you go, two big wins yesterday uh, by the Cats and the Cards, uh, so uh, they're they're doing good. And number Baylor, number one Baylor lost, and number three San Diego State lost. So uh, some shuffling on the top. Uh, Kansas beat Baylor, and they look very good. And their big guy, uh, really, really dominating performance uh, as a Buki, I believe. Uh, he he really looks like the best big man in the country. So uh, uh, it's interesting to see what the what the rankings are going to come out. I, I got I guess I Dayton Dayton may go up to number three. Uh, so uh, the Flyers keep winning. I know they're in the A ten, uh, but uh, wow, they're I don't know twenty four and two or twenty five and two or something. So uh, it's going to be interesting. But it's good to see the Cards uh, and the Cats continuing to win. Late in February, it's gonna really heat up when we get into the uh you know into March March madness one other thing I'll leave you with guys justin thomas local saint X graduate from oldham county uh he's leading uh the mexican mexico uh uh golf tournament where it's got rory it's got all the best golfers in the world there uh so uh Justin Thomas is really showing that he is Uh, if not the best golfer in the world. He is right up there, and he takes a one-stroke lead into the final round today. So that'll be very interesting to see if he can hold off and win that uh, major event in Mexico today, guys. That's all I've got. Thanks so much for
0: having me on, guys. Great stuff, as always, from our man Brian, the insider. He touched on quite a few different things we will get to. First, we're going to head back to the buzz line. Once again, the Louisville Combat Academy Buzzline 502 384 1450. Looks like we have our man Avery is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Avery? Hello, Kelly How are you? I am doing very well. Chris, I told you about we have Avery. He's a local comedian. He has a increasing increasingly large role in the Kelly Patrick show. Not only the group, but the actual podcast. Avery, we appreciate your participation, your call. Thank you for everything. Doing very well. How's everything going with you? Oh, no problem.
6: I am just, I, I want to be clear. I'm speaking this way, so I don't curse. <laughs> this is a respectful voice.
0: Okay. How are you? I am doing very well. I appreciate you not cursing. We are on the AM in FM radio, right, Brandon? No <coughs> cursing.
2: That's right, but I do have a button over oh, here, just in case.
0: Yeah, if you do curse, we have a button. Oh, no. You won't have to use the button. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, just so you know, this is not how Avery normally sounds. But, Chris, Avery, tell us what you have upcoming on the local comedy tour and how, how listeners, if they want to, how they could support Avery thing.
6: Oh, well, you can come and see my show. See, I should be able to do this without cussing. So, I, <laughs> um, okay. So you should be able to come see me at Cafe 360, um, March 6th at eleven fifty nine PM. We have a really late show. Um, and it's, uh, you know, going to be fun and super, it has like $2 beers and stuff like that. And, um, also, there we have a here and queer event. Okay, uh, March twentieth. Okay, that I will be at, um, and the uh, it will be at the Four Pegs Beer Lounge on Goss Avenue, and the tickets are twelve dollars in advance and fifteen at the door. Starts at seven thirty. It should be really really fun. I'll be up there for like ten minutes and such,
0: and I won't be uh, fucking like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And your Averything group. So, who, who should join the Averything Facebook group, Avery? Uh huh. Who would be interested in the Facebook oh. group, Averything?
6: Oh, well, anyone who likes uh, ratchetness and <laughs> um, just disrespectful
0: fun. That's just great. <laughs> bad, girls, and, bad Girls Club, things like that.
6: Yeah, Bagels Club, celebrity news, things like that. I always like, you know, the little gossip tea that you get. It's it's
0: great, you know. But I did
6: call for, like, a very important sports question.
0: Okay, what do you have for us, Avery?
6: I really did. Um, what is y'all's favorite Bring It On? Like, I like the first one, but I also like the one with Peyton Pernetier and Solange Knowles, you know?
0: Huh. I'll have to review them. I think we're going to head to a break here shortly. Brandon, are you from real familiar with the differences?
2: Uh, no, I'm aware of them, but I haven't watched them.
0: Okay. Avery, that's a good topic. We, in During the break, the three of us will watch this, and we will give a response if you want to stay tuned. We will respond okay. to your very sports-related question, Avery. Thank you very much. We appreciate your call, Avery. Uh, you have a great rest of the weekend. Thank you. You too. Good stuff there from our man, Avery Jamar, once again, of Avery thing. I'm telling you, some people do local comedy and you watch it and you're like, eh, that kind of funny. If you watch <laughs> one of Avery's skits, it gets a little dark, a little offensive. Okay, I'll give him that. I'll admit that. My kind of humor. Yeah, I I like it, though. Funny as hell. He's actually a really good comedian. You have to have a lot of repetitions to be good at anything. He's been doing this for years. He is a funny guest. People... Have, the feedback I've gotten when I have him on the Kelly Patrick Show podcast is people like Avery.
1: I'm glad politi- uh, political correctness hasn't killed comedy. So
3: that's like- a
0: great topic, actually. And Avery is consistent with your line of thinking. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, he's not politically correct with his humor, right, Brandon?
2: That's what I like about it. Yeah. It's the best <laughs> comedy you can have. It's right the, there. it's the Western front. You know what I mean? Like it's the last of of the untapped in the pc world i think if if pc infiltrates comedy comedy will die
0: absolutely who said it ricky gervais he he had a a a quote he said everybody's always saying in 2020 you can't say this or you can't say that well in reality you can say whatever you want
1: absolutely just
0: be just have some balls about it basically and say it own it and if people's feelings are hurt that's on them now if you have malice or, you know, there's some lines you really shouldn't cross. So, I mean, as far as malice and things like that, um, you can gauge that. You can have a, a, a realistic understanding of when there's something that's actually malicious or or sure. rude or hateful. So, yeah. obviously, that's one thing. But if it's in good-spirited fun, yeah. yeah, by all means, have fun.
2: Yeah, I found myself um, feeling a little liberated when I did this open mic because... My first joke was about blacks and gays. Oh, my God. And, and you know what I mean? Like, I love everybody. And <laughs> and so when I said that, I got a big laugh, a big reaction. I was like, okay, great. They get it. You know what I mean? Because yeah.
0: Cause it, Avery went before you, and he said he's black and gay, so he can... Right. What did he say?
2: Uh, well, he... he just was himself okay and basically just allowed himself to be up there and be him and then you know i'm like that's a tough act to follow i'm not gay black or funny so i don't know what i'm doing up here you know what i mean (laughs)
0: so (laughs) so simply saying that felt a little uh risque or offensive almost the fact that you said the exact sentence you just said here and there and and
2: and i said this to a room full of strangers yes with a couple of Uh, black guys a couple of gay guys and who knows all you know you don't know what what anybody's thinking when you're saying that kind of thing so i didn't know if i was offending anybody but hey it's comedy yeah let's laugh about it
0: great stuff we will get back to some sports related content we're going to head to a break once again i'm kelly patrick alongside chris Embry, brandon bishop we appreciate the support from louisville combat academy we encourage you to stay tuned we will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Plus, live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW. We had a lot of calls in the first hour. We still got to unravel some of them. We're going to get to Brian's call in just a moment. And and before we do that, Avery of thing said he had a very legitimate sports question for us. And he said, which version of, I can't even do an Avery impression. Brandon, can you? I
2: don't know if I can do it without cussing. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> he said, Which version of Bring It On do you like best? That was his legitimate sports question, trying to contribute to our sports radio show, okay? I was like, Is this a song? You know, I'm trying to think.
2: Uh, I think it's a, uh, Turns like a, out it's, a dance it, movie or a cheer movie. Cheerleading
0: movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a legitimate sports question he had for us. <laughs> so he sent me the links to a couple different uh, sports movies in his mind, which are Bring It On, a cheerleading movie. And then there's a different version from 2006. So I'll have to watch those, Avery. I don't have an answer yet. Sorry. Watch party. Yes.
2: <laughs>
0: Once again, we appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. We do try to talk about college basketball.
2: Absolutely. Not all
0: comedy. Not all horsing around. Thank goodness, huh, Brandon? A
2: good 90%.
0: Yeah. <laughs> too much horsing around can be too much. But Brian called in. He touched on a few different things. What? What – From Brian's call resonated with you, Chris.
1: Um, You know, he talked about uh, Louisville and Kentucky both uh, being right there in a good position to get pretty good seed in the tournament. And uh, they're coming together. Both teams are uh, coming together pretty good as a team right now. And, um, you know, uh, there's been some issues. There's no perfect team out there. There's no dominant team. We've talked about that. But Louisville and Kentucky both have the ingredients to to go to a Final Four, and um, if they can uh, continue to elevate uh, on the defense, uh, you know, defensive side of the ball, I think uh, both teams can uh, possibly meet up there again this year. But you know, it's uh, it's uh, one eliminate. You know, you lose one time, you're out. So we've seen it time and time again. You know, every year. Uh, where the best teams get knocked out early. So, uh, well, I guess you could say they're not the best team if they got knocked out, but, you know, the projected best teams. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Louisville and Kentucky are definitely doing uh, doing very well right now. Uh, and I, I loved seeing Louisville knock off North Carolina last night. Um, I think their 17th loss uh Love seeing that team go down. I've never been a big North Carolina or Duke fan, but uh,
0: something about Roy Williams does kind of rub me the wrong way. I don't know. I don't. When I hear someone talk about how we do it the Carolina way and we're gentlemen and and Tobacco Road, you know that's who we are, and we do it the Carolina <coughs> way. Basically, what he's saying is we're better than you, right? And- we're, we're gentlemen. We're Southern gentlemen. We do things the right way. You don't. When in reality, they have an entire department. What was it? What was the department
1: dedicated to uh, man? I don't want to get this wrong, but I'm thinking it was
0: African-American studies, African-American studies. Okay, It, it was some department within the athletic organization or the academic organization. That's the University of North Carolina. And all the students would take tons of classes through this. Okay, well, guess what happened? They turned out it was all fake. It, it wasn't was even real classes. They didn't classes. have to go to any classes. Somehow all these athletes had great GPAs, very very <laughs> poor students in high school, okay?
1: They were collecting, yeah, you know, the...
0: And somehow they're like, wow, 4.0, this kid's doing great. Wow. What a great school. No, entirely fake departments fake grades everything for wow. decades this, Genius.
1: this wasn't just a small stint this was for decades so this was
2: it. worse than the laurie laufren thing
1: oh yeah wow. and somehow this got swept under the rug i
0: think the uh, this is a whole different topic but i think colleges are kind of bs in a, a large part, it is in sure. my opinion too yeah. so I, i'm i'm not like i'm claiming that well the sanctity of academic institutions we need to have uh, them, they actually need to do their homework. I don't care about that.
2: You heard it first here on the weekend. Sports Buzz, Kelly Patrick does not want children to go to college. I
0: actually kind of don't.
1: I don't either. I really, I've, uh, so, I've, so, yeah, I've so got a to, degree there's myself. There's so truth
0: to that. I, I would not, I'm not pushing either of my kids to go to college. I don't care.
2: Learn a trade.
0: Learn a trade or, yeah, just get a job, figure something out, yeah, avoid debt. When you get a
1: peek behind the curtain and you see how the sausage is made, you kind of lose taste for it. And uh, knowing how these uh, these colleges are big business—that's what it is. It's it it's not about higher learning; uh, it's about pulling in the, the it's true. most amount of money. Yeah,
0: in right. the NCAA, the National Collegiate Athletic Association is a absolute farce it is it's they (laughs) are all about making money and they don't have to pay their employees which is a great deal and they're tax exempt yeah i want in on it
2: right i mean we should
0: start a college guys do you want to start a college (laughs)
2: let's start a religious college
0: you double double down
1: yes get them on uh, they'll pay us and they have to pay tithe on top of
0: it. And you can be all <laughs> high and mighty about it too, and, <laughs> yes, and preach to others pious. about how you're yes, about how great you are, and how you have the sanctity of a academic. You have degrees. I and mean, we time. don't
1: have to pay taxes on this money. We aren't either. PhD and right? God. Yes.
0: Okay, that's a little off topic. Okay, but sorry. Bri- Brian, t- and that's okay. We drift off topic. I can go. You know, that's what podcasts are for. Check out the Kelly Patrick show. There you go. On all po- top podcasting platforms, iTunes. Google Play, Spotify, whatever, Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the world of sports right now, Tyson Fury dominating Deontay Wilder really is the story, right? Yeah, Absolutely. For sure, for sure. I'm trying to bring up the schedule for Louisville and Kentucky that we have upcoming. I had it all written down here. I, I'll bring it up. But Louisville and Kentucky both looking pretty good right now, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, uh Louisville's got some players that are actually coming into form at the right time. You've got uh, David Johnson. Uh, you know, he, he's had a few up-and-down games, but uh, for the most part, he's been a big addition to Louisville's team. Um,
0: What's been up-and-down seems to have been, be his minutes, really. He played 28 minutes last night. Not the best stat line, but he had nine points, five assists, four-seven from the field. Pretty good game.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, he's uh, exactly what Louisville needed because even at that size, he uh, is playing the point guard. Louisville, Louisville's been uh, real sketchy at uh, distributing the ball, and David Johnson brings some uh, solid minutes for Louisville. Um, and then on Kentucky side, last night you had uh, Emmanuel Quickly uh, had a career high of 26 points against uh, the Florida Gators. Um
0: how much of a stud is quickly?
1: He is the guy you want to have the ball uh at the end of the game for Kentucky. Uh he is shooting a high clip uh from the free throw line as well as the field uh and the uh, the three point line. So um Kentucky actually has three pretty uh pretty good if not dominant uh guards. Uh, and quickly Haggins and Maxi uh, all three of those guys uh definitely form most of the uh, scoring and assist being guards obviously but uh and then you obviously you know you've got uh, Nick Richards doing very well down low uh, for Kentucky and their defense seems to be getting better as the uh, year goes on uh so you know uh Let's see what else on Kentucky. Um, yeah, they played uh, last night against uh, Kerry Blackshear that was supposedly down to Florida and Kentucky, and he ended up uh, going to Florida. Well, Nick Richards outplayed him. Um, kind of shows that even if we had him, it wouldn't have been a big piece for Kentucky's roster this year. But uh, big win for Kentucky. They sit at 22-5 and now. Uh They are a two – I believe they have a two or three-game – I'm going to have to look this up. I think it's a two-game lead on uh, – I'm sorry. I think they may have clinched last night. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm sorry.
0: Next game for the Louisville Cardinals is tomorrow, 7 p.m., at Florida State. So in Tallahassee, big game. Louisville is, of course, ranked number 11. Currently, Leonard Hamilton, who's been at Florida State forever. It's easy to lose track of time. We always remember Leonard Hamilton with the local ties would be that he was a Joe B. Hall assistant coach. He has the Florida State Seminoles sitting at number eight overall. So tomorrow, 7 p.m., Louisville at Florida State. Big game. Probably a game that a lot of people are expecting them to lose, to be honest. An opportunity for, for, for a huge game. Brandon? <laughs> what you got over there?
2: i (laughs) am messing around with our live feed
0: are you okay
2: i'm making you guys look ridiculous is that right yeah
0: okay that's good production right chris yeah
1: yeah i mean he brings a lot to the table i love (laughs) love all the attributes that brandon brings to the show great uh great production on the other side of the glass today after
0: (laughs) after tomorrow's game for the cards a week from today virginia tech at the yum center 6 p.m that's sunday march 1st okay After that, the Cards go to Virginia. Saturday, March 7th at 4 p.m., Louisville at Virginia. They beat Virginia earlier. They got the proverbial monkey off their back. That's right. beat Tony Bennett, that Virginia team. Will they be able to? I mean, the next three games for this Cards team before conference play and, of course, March Madness, it'll be interesting to see how things wrap up for this Cards team. Chris Mack has been on a roller coaster, Chris. Yes, I mean you've. He's had... getting a nice taste. Remember when Rick Pitino was the coach? It'd be like this: we hate Rick Pitino, we love Rick Pitino, we love you, Rick, we hate you, all within the span of like one week. That's right. Chris Mack is getting a taste of that.
1: Absolutely, uh, you know the world's crashing down after a loss, and then you're the savior after a win. Um, you know he's he's done an awesome job uh, at Louisville this year. I don't think Rick Pitino would have a better record, actually, than Chris Mack right now with this team. Okay. Um, It's not a knock on uh, Pitino, but I think um, Chris Mack has actually won a few games that I wasn't expecting them to win. Um, And he's done a very good job. You know, you've still got uh, Louisville fans out there trying to – you know, pick their next coach after Chris Mack, they need to calm down. I mean, it's a um, long season, and uh, things can turn for the better or worse very quick. I understand that, but, you know, you've got to uh, support your team. And after a loss, yeah, you know, you had the game, what was it, two games ago, I think they had Jordan Orr come off the bench, Mm -hmm. and people were like, oh, what's going on behind the scenes? Who knows what it was, but – they came back and won last night uh, by 22, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And a uh, big win for Louisville. Uh, Kentucky, on the other hand, they've got a uh, pretty strong finish to the season. They've got uh, uh, Texas A&M next uh, at Texas A&M. Uh, they're not ranked, but that's uh, a tough place to play. Then you've got uh, Auburn tennessee and then finishing off with florida again so uh, you know i could see kentucky winning out uh even if they lose one of those i think they still are in good position to get a uh anywhere from two to a four seed uh more you know better chance of a three or four two is going to be a little tough to get all the way up that high but uh yeah, it's it's hard to believe that we're already at the last couple of weeks of the regular season. It's gone by very fast this year. Um, not a lot of memorable games uh, this year like we were talking earlier. Um, just because we don't – there's not a lot of dominant teams going, you know, playing out there right now. But um, look forward to seeing Kentucky uh, get a couple more of these wins – uh, I, I was looking at the uh, all-time win list last night in college basketball, and um, even with um, North Carolina having 16, 17 losses this season, uh, they've got the Kentucky's number one in all-time wins, then Kansas, then North Carolina, and there's only like 30 wins separating those wow. three teams at the top. Okay. So um, – it's actually giving Kentucky a little cushion with North Carolina being down this year, so I'm glad to see them.
0: What prompted that research on your behalf during off the air this morning? You mentioned to me that Dick Vitale has a new book coming out. First off, all right, let's backtrack. Do you like Dick Vitale? Dick Vitale?
1: Yes, I do. Um, more nostalgia. That I, I don't like him calling a Kentucky game because okay. you're going to get everything but the uh what's going on in the game okay you know he he's easily sidetracked but he's a great guy he loves college basketball he does a lot of uh charity work uh but you could see his bias in who he likes in college basketball when he comes out with this uh book Titled uh, Mount Rushmore of college basketball, and it's got four coaches on the cover. Okay, uh, who are
0: those coaches? He,
1: he Mike Shish- uh, Mike Krzyzewski, Obviously, he belongs on there. Uh, then you got Bob Knight. Yeah, I think he belongs on there as well. Yeah. But then you've got Dean Smith and Roy Williams from the same school. Yeah. On the cover of this, and you you left off John Wooden, Adolph Rupp. Rick Pitino, Jim do you, Calhoun. Do you, do you
0: feel Rick Pitino deserves to be in that conversation? I do. Probably not ahead of
1: Adolph Rupp. Yeah, if you're going to pick four guys and put them on the cover, yeah, maybe he for- don't belong on the uh, the top four. But he's definitely a top seven. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I think right now you would have to put um, Rick Pitino – over Calipari as well um, until Calipari wins another one. Even though we know that uh, they took away the 2013 championship, he still
0: won two titles. Brandon, this is why Chris Embry is so great on the air. Is because you're 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 a Kentucky fan, but you you do put some serious effort into giving relatively very unbiased, reasonable, rational responses. You said you don't dislike Dick Vitale don't enjoy particularly him calling Kentucky games. Right. But you're you're a fan. It's yeah. good for college basketball. Okay. Also that Rick Petino maybe should be currently over Cal in that conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean uh just because of now Calipari has I believe more Final Fours uh but uh Rick Petino um even though it's not officially two championships, come on, we know they won the two thousand thirteen championship. Um now, if Kentucky was to win another one, then I would have to switch those and put Calipari above just for the recruiting and the uh, Final Four total. But, um, yeah, I mean, the only reason why I brought up the Dick Vitale book is because he is all about Tobacco Road. You know, North Carolina Duke, uh, it, even though Kansas don't belong in that uh, Tobacco Road, he's, you know, and he's he's sort of a Kentucky uh, you know, he gives them a lot of props as well. But uh, leaving John Wooden off of that. Uh, leaving John Wooden off is insane. Yeah, because, I mean, he's won the most. How titles, many titles did he win? Uh, 10, I believe. Okay. Um, 10 and maybe like a 12 year span. Okay. Or maybe even 11. Now, I mean.
0: you could argue parody was not as prevalent back then in the 70s when Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Uh, uh, Bill Walton, you
1: know those guys. And Maybe. we we know that there's evidence that he was even paying players. So okay? oh, yeah, so this yeah. goes college basketball, back decades.
0: You mentioned college basketball. If you don't acknowledge that it's dirty, then you're naive. Right. And it not and that's nothing new. John Wooden was no saint. Coach K's no saint. That's right. Bob, shockingly Brandon Bishop are you sitting down? Yes, sir. Bobby Knights no saint. What? Yeah. Bobby
1: Knights no saint. I missed last week. Uh, and I do want to talk about Bob Knight going back to the Hoosiers. Did you listen? Uh, I watched
0: some of Oh, li-
1: did you talk about it
0: uh, yeah, last we week? Yeah, we did listen. We, we did discuss it a little bit. You I did. must
1: have missed that uh, okay. part of it Yep. Uh, going into a gas station. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he uh, – you can obviously see that he's not in the greatest health. Sure. Um, but he still uh, was out there – you know, portraying himself to be the, you know, the big, tough guy. I don't know. It was kind of awkward to
0: me. Uh, what was your take? I don't want – you talked about it last week. Yeah, no, that's okay. You can be redundant. I, I don't think that you are even. We discussed no. it last week. We said – we just kind of brought up the topic that he returned. Right. Yeah. And And I think Bobby Knight is a very hated figure by many.
2: Yeah. Controversial, to say the least.
0: Very polarizing, yes. But – Great, he won three titles. That's right. can't take that away from him. Facts are facts. Yeah, let's not ignore that. It's not like Indiana has done great since he's left. They certainly have not. Right. Okay. Um, So, I mean, he's ranks above a lot of guys. Now, I know Calhoun also won three titles at UConn. I don't think he's ever going to be looked at in the same light. Why not?
1: uh, He's not. As much as you just talked about Bob Knight, uh, being kind of a uh, galvanizing figure and, and hated by some, uh, I think Calhoun is almost looked at worse because he just is like an old curmudgeon. I mean, the guy. Some is, of
0: his press conferences are so funny. Yeah, he gets angry. Nothing better in my eyes. It could be Beheim. Could be Calhoun. But you find some of those press conferences where they just flip out on a reporter. For my money, nothing beats it.
1: Yeah, it's, um, you know, he he had some awesome teams, though, right? Oh, he did. You know, and he, Emeka before. Yeah, I mean. Kemba Walker. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, there's a resemblance of both of those teams now. We're talking Indiana and UConn. What's funny is after the two greats leave – you had Mike Davis mm-hmm. and then you had uh, Kevin Ollie
0: Kevin Ollie Kevin Olley admittedly didn't win, did win a title That's right Kevin
1: Ollie yeah. won a title. Mike Davis took him to the championship game but almost after a parallel. Yep. right after that nothing. they are nothing you know okay. Calhoun I, I'm sorry um uh the one that p- replaced Calhoun again. what was his name Kevin Ollie Kevin Ollie yes he I don't believe he's even coaching now
0: yeah I don't maybe he is I'll bring it up here. But uh, he, I would imagine he's on a staff somewhere, right? He played in the NBA for like 11 years. I remember him as an NBA player. Of course, he played for Calhoun. But he got that gig and won a title. And I believe he got like coach of the year, and then he got fired like uh, maybe a year or two later. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're right. He hasn't coached since 2018. Wow. He played in the NBA from, from 97... Through 2010. Wow. Wow. Uh, you've got to be good to stay in the league that He was long. a good, solid point guard. Nothing flashy, no all-star appearances or anything wild like that, but good enough to be a backup point guard or a third-string point guard on a team for a long time, which is cool. Okay. So you can draw a parallel between Calhoun and Knight. Absolutely. But why does Knight get the nod uh, over well Calhoun for he, this, this – this, uh, uh, Three championships. final – this four for the uh, Dick Vitale book. Um, Why do you put Knight over Calhoun? Well, Bob Knight was the last coach uh,
1: to go undefeated. Okay. okay. Um, And I don't think that's going to be – I don't think another team will ever go undefeated again. Okay. Um, So that kind of puts a a higher notch on your belt there. Um, I don't think – I don't think UCLA ever went undefeated. And look at all the teams, or I'm sorry, all the players they had on those teams. You know, they had the great NBA greats, uh, top 25, top 50 uh, on their teams. So, you know, it's um, it's it, there's a lot of bias when it comes to making lists like that. But um, I think it's pretty obvious, uh, you know, Dick Vitale has always been a fan of of the uh, tobacco road teams. But,
0: yeah. Okay. We encourage our listeners to give us a call on the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line, 502-384-1450. We appreciate the support from Louisville Combat Academy. Also, shout out to Matt McCarthy of LiveSportsCaster.com, which is where the podcast for the weekend sports buzz comes from. It goes to iTunes and the the podcasting platforms. If you want to listen to us after the fact... Check us out on the iTunes app on your your iPhone. So shout out to Matt McCarthy, also Dugan Ryan of Big X Sports Radio, Trevor Kelsey, Doug Wolverton. We appreciate everyone's support. Thank you very much for tuning in. Brandon Bishop, Chris Embry, and I will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. Brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Right next to Able Automotive, we appreciate their support. Brandon Bishop's a coach. At Louisville Combat Academy. I believe he'll be teaching a kid's class there today. Of course, they have the Ferguson brothers, all three of the Fergusons, A.J. Jenkins, Lingo. I mean, this place, Jacob Pierce. I mean, they have absolute killers over there at Louisville Combat Academy. And beyond that, if you want to better your life or, or the, the life of your child, it's a great atmosphere. They're on Beulah Church Road. They have kids' classes, adult classes. There's plenty of people who go in there and train with no intention of ever getting into the cage. They simply want to enjoy the benefits that a positive atmosphere and structure given to your life can do. And Louisville Combat Academy can do that for you through martial arts, whether it be just Brazilian jiu-jitsu or if you want to do some boxing or kickboxing or whatever it is, Louisville Combat Academy can help you with that, the Louisville Combat Academy buzzline line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now where we have our man. The Truth is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Truth? All right. Let's get an octagon.
7: <laughs> I love it.
0: You ready? Who, who are you challenging, Truth? Who, who do you want to challenge? Well, I want a handicap match. Okay. <laughs> C- Carolina, maybe? No, I'll tell you who I want you to bring. Okay. You
4: bring Matt Jones and Brian Lemons. If I could break both of them, Joe, all we have a <laughs>
0: headache now for the rest of the year. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll deliver the message. <laughs> and, and, and when I get to whoop the name
4: these two jerks, I'm going to whoop to nanny. So I'm going to whoop the Okay. I'm gonna do the I'm I'm gonna do the city of Louisville and in, uh, in New Orleans and say with the three biggest mouths in sports don't know what they talking about. Y'all are the number one radio station in the tri state cause I say so and that's the bottom
0: line. <laughs>
2: that is the truth.
0: <laughs> I love it. Hey, uh, what about the fight last night? Man, what a fight. Did you get to watch that truth? Yeah, he whooped his A, you know that. He did he beat him. He beat him down. He whooped him in the first fight. He did. You're right. Shouldn't have been a draw. But last night, Fury was absolutely dominant.
4: All right, let me tell you something I like about him. He changed the way he fight. This time, he came half up. He mean business this time. He didn't play around with it.
0: You're right. We saw a very aggressive Fury
4: Hey, did you know that said fight,
0: Mammy? Multiple times leading up to this fight, he was going to go for the knockout. And to be honest, I kind of thought he was blowing smoke. I kind of did. Hey,
4: did you know what that fight, Mammy? Uh, What's that? It was Mike Tyson and Leonard Lewis fighting. He was so big, Linus Lewis was so big, he
0: destroyed Mike Tyson. And he's big, and he destroyed him. Okay. I, I like the par- the historical historical comparison there truth i love it
4: i and I, i'm gonna throw another one out out there baseball season started yesterday you ready
0: uh, i am very much so ready for it actually i'll be going uh let's see in a, just a few short weeks i'll be going for my annual trip down to the toronto blue jays spring training facility down in dunedin florida and I look forward to seeing a spring training game. And that's my right of the the, the baseball season starting. Who's going to win the World Series this year, Truth? You know, I, I Yankees. say this year, the, the Yankees. Yep. The Yankees. I, I want to see the Yankees
4: and the Dodgers in the World Series. Wow. there would be a story. That we whoop the Dodgers butt and get to 20. 20- but listen, I'm going to leave y'all with this. Look out. Look out today! It's gonna shock the nation. We take Penn State there, and whoop they but hey, let me tell you, son. Let me. I I went to to see uh, when Bob Knight came back to Indiana, and I was at that game. Okay. <laughs> and let me tell you, son, it was beautiful. I I wish he'd have came uh, back early, and but he came. It took him twenty years to come back, but. It, it people don't realize how bad a shape Mister Knight is in. He looked real bad. Yeah, he did. And uh, and well, you know, I think I'm gonna share this with you know, cause in life we have ups and down roller coaster life, and see, like it's if you do something bad, the, the, you might do something one time bad. It seemed like that stick with you with the rest of your life
7: mm-hmm.
4: and, and i I learned something uh with these guys who who uh, who, uh came back the ninety eight ball players. and i i see i seen ninety eight men begin to cry at first, you know they was all happy, you know you know be there, but when he walked. When they when they when he walked on the court, you can see they this fall because they they didn't want. His, he's like a father to them, and he, they didn't want to see him like this. And you know what? I say this with a broken heart. I think that's the last time we ever see Bob Knight go to a basketball arena. That, that's how much I seen him. I see him in person, and he's in bad shape. People don't know about. Yeah, and so I just. I just want to leave y'all with that, and I'm I'm ready. I'm excited by Indiana basketball today. We're going to the tournament, and we're gonna play in Louisville. And I'm listen. You get that schedule, and listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a fight. I'm gonna fight for five million, and I'm gonna give all of y'all. When I get the big purse, I'm gonna give y'all four million apiece. How about that? When I am it, I'm gonna leave y'all with this: Matt Jones, Brian Lillard, and and Jared, I don't like to get second. But I could get here <laughs> because I'm like me, Joe B, football and green, and Matt Jones, you're next. I'm out of
0: here. <laughs> I absolutely love it. We have a pro wrestling-esque call-out. Chris, you're familiar with who those guys are. Tell us, what, what did who did The Truth just call out?
1: Uh, it's uh, the guys from Kentucky Sports Radio, uh, Matt Jones and uh, Ryan. Ryan Lemon.
0: And, and Matt Jones is probably the voice of the Kentucky fan base, uh,
1: unfortunately,
0: for basketball and football,
1: yeah. I mean, there's a lot of fans when that uh, were turned off when he brought politics into the the mix, and it's kind of turned a lot of people against him.
0: You know what's funny is er, very early in my tenure into sports radio, I think it was maybe two thousand and eleven. Uh, Matt Jones had a casting call competition. The very first casting call competition, okay? And he, it was a marketing ploy sure. to get people to submit videos and to get their friends to vote for them and to campaign for who was going to be Matt Jones' next co-host. That's right. Thanks to my man Matt McCarthy of LiveSportsCaster.com. He helped me make a video and submit it. I was the only Louisville fan who made it to the final five. Oh, wow. So I got a lot of support. Louisville people were voting for me. I remember Mike Rutherford of CardChronicle.com linked me, and I got tons of votes that way. But I made it to the final five, and I got to go on to his television show with him.
1: I have seen I remember seeing you. And on that there. was in
0: back in 2011, okay? And I didn't get a real fair shake at it, to be honest, which is okay. I didn't expect to. It's
1: because you were a Louisville fan. That's
0: okay. You make it to a Kentucky show. It was Kentucky <laughs> Sports Radio. I was one of the final five. I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. Now
2: they, they had to have an antagonist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really even get the chance to play up the antagonist role that much. Uh, if you go back and watch the television clip I was on, it was like him asking me a question and me smiling and going, yeah, I'm okay with that, and then him being like, cut me off. <laughs> like I didn't have any opportunity to go back and forth, and that's okay. I knew what it was. It was good exposure for me, and sure. some people still remember me from that. But Matt Jones, probably the face of Kentucky Athletics, or the voice right. of Kentucky Athletics, the truth, just called him out here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, in a joking way. Matt Jones actually, not, a, not the worst guy in the world. He does a good job at what he does. He's very polarizing. We said polarizing earlier with Bobby Knight. Matt Jones wrote the book on being polarizing in my book.
1: Absolutely. And he
0: does a good job at what he does. He does.
1: Yeah, when, when the whole uh, fiasco at Louisville was going on, uh, he was pretty relentless. Uh, That's
0: how he really cut his teeth and made a big name for himself. He's a lawyer. Okay. All right, he went to uh, Transylvania College for undergraduate, and then he went to law school at Duke, which <laughs> yeah. is crazy. Okay. He went to Duke. Kentucky guy went to Duke. Okay. okay. But he's a lawyer. And back in whatever year it was, what year was it, when Karen Seifer... And all Uh, that came about. 2007? Something like that. Matt Jones being the attorney knew all the rules. He was like, well, I'm going to make a name for myself off this. He showed up at every court appearance for this woman who's trying to extort Rick Pitino. Uh. Okay. Now, is Rick Pitino a saint? Hell no. I'm not saying he's a saint at all. But Matt Jones brought a anti-Rick Pitino spin to everything that had to do with that entire trial. And everybody ate it up.
1: Yep, that's where the uh, 15
0: seconds came from. Everything. He was all over this. Brilliant. Opportunistic. Sure. Being opportunistic is huge. I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't be so famous if it wasn't for Dale Ray. I get that.
1: (laughs) Well, I think the biggest one, his biggest day on the radio probably was interviewing – what was her name? Um uh, Katina, Katina pa- Powell. Yeah. Yeah. When she started talking about, you know, something shooting to the ceiling and, and uh
0: inappropriate sexual stories is what it was and prostitution and all sorts of salacious details. Jesus. So Matt Majo- Matt Jones is a sharp guy. He's opportunistic <laughs> and he does very well. Kentucky fans love him. A lot of people love that guy, right?
1: They love him when it comes to sports, but they've let him know they would never vote for...
0: For the most part. There's some that would. There's some Democrats that would. Oh, yeah, there's some. But but Kentucky's a majority conservative state. Right. No question. And, And so people outside of this area, Louisville pretty liberal area.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say the bigger cities seem to be a little bit more liberal, whereas the rural areas But that's
0: the Kentucky fans is the rural areas. Yeah.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: and that, that's who he's talking to. So right. yes he's polarizing. Some people disagree with his politics, but they appreciate his coverage of the Cayetes.
1: That's right. <laughs> good good dig there. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: well you, you know like how I said cats? Yeah. Cayets. Kayets. C A Y U T S. Kayets.
1: Yeah. You know <laughs> I don't, I don't want to dwell too much on, uh, on, on that other station, but, uh, you know, I, I've heard the truth call in on all kinds of things.
0: I love the truth. He says we're the best show. I appreciate that. We appreciate your support, Truth. Um, and, in all seriousness, Matt Jones has a good relationship with our man, Dugan Ryan, who owns the station here. And, and Matt Jones, is very, he's a ratings driver. Yeah. I mean, if you're in radio, what are you trying to do? Trying to put up ratings. So we can hate on him all we want if we want to, and I'm not really even trying to. No. He's good at what he does. There is no denying that. He has cornered this little market. uh, Not little, this crazy market of Kentucky fans. He's cornered it, so he's brilliant. I'll say it. He's brilliant. Uh, We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. We are going to head to a break. I'm Kelly Patrick for Brandon Bishop, Chris Embry. We encourage you to stay tuned. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to The Weekend Sports Bus live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. Fighting is, in my opinion, ingrained in our DNA. Some people don't like it. They'll say they don't like it. It's not for them. That's okay. I think you're denying your primal instinct, if that's the case, in my opinion. Brandon, I can't hear you for some reason. Uh, I'm going to do a little, I'm going to, are you there?
2: Um. Yeah. There okay. I am. So you okay. said you would agree.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yep. I think it's primal. It's part of us. I, I think the further we try to deny stuff like that, it's not healthy. We're crazy. We're wild. We're animals. Yep. Why not embrace it and be like, okay, we acknowledge that's part of us. Doesn't mean we have to be savages and disrespectful to each other or anything no. like that. But embrace that. Realize that's what it is. So yeah.
2: Find find a um, a healthy way to embrace it. You know. So. Like we go to the gym, that's a, a great way of doing it. Some people work out and just, you know, tap into that lizard brain that way. There's a lot of different ways of doing it, but
0: I didn't really tap into it late until late in life. But last night I was watching this fight before the main event started. My buddy Scott Holland was over at my house. His girlfriend was there. And we had a little bit of time to kill. He was like, You've got some mats down here, don't you? It's like I do. <laughs> Pulled out the mats and we rolled. That's awesome. We we had like a solid, I don't know, half an hour roll. It who was won fun. um there were, there were submissions i won't get into the exact numbers but we were we both submitted each other
2: okay so you got him once he got you multiple times no
0: comment <laughs> <laughs> um so it was back and forth so it was so fun but i absolutely love that stuff obviously ben sargent yep speaking of polarizing
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess you could you could put that label on him. You guess? I guess. You guess? It's the pants he wears,
0: man. Okay. Ben Sargent, here's his analysis of the fight. He said, quote, What I gathered from the Wilder vs. Fury fight, sometimes what you see in gyms that allow, quote, beginners to spar are tough, street-smart guys that throw wild and reckless. They tend to give technical fighters issues. That's what you call the... X-Factor. The X-Factor is what brought Wilder this far in his career. Throwing off traditional boxers that have been trained and set to fight guys that fight like them. Wilder made a huge mistake and fought like Fury and threw the quote X-Factor out. You've seen it many times. If you fight a guy with a solid strength, you don't play his game. You adapt and work around his game. Wilder Being the brawler tried to be a boxer against a boxer tonight. Anthony Joshua will never fight either of these two guys. So this will be the fight of the century for the heavyweight class. Amazing boxing match, okay? And Brandon, during the break, I said, I train jiu-jitsu, you train jiu-jitsu. So even for just jiu-jitsu, a guy off the street comes in, big strong guy, no jiu-jitsu experience, and you roll with them, they're not easy to handle.
2: No. No, you know, I mean, first off, size is a factor regardless of what people want to admit or not. Um, You know, a guy that has no skill that outweighs somebody by 60 or 70 pounds has an advantage on Especially somebody if they smaller, get on top or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Isaac, for example, he's a large guy,
0: but he's been training for many years, so he's right, in a whole right. different can of worms. Yeah,
2: don't don't get me wrong. Yeah, he has the skill involved as well. But let's say you take his skill away from him, yeah. he's still not going to be an easy role.
0: Sure, I agree hundred percent. Or Chris, yeah. or anybody who's a, a big athletic, or even someone who's not even big, just freakishly athletic. Yeah. We got a kid who's about my size. I weigh more than him at our academy. Day one for him. He played basketball and ran uh, cross-country in high school. So he was just in great physical condition. He went hard from day one. And I think I rolled with him on day one. <laughs> and, you know, you, I, I could end up getting him, okay? But it wasn't easy.
2: No, you got to slow him down. So
0: that X factor Ben Sargent is describing, in my experience, in my opinion— is an accurate description. And Deontay Wilder didn't start boxing till he was 19. Wow.
2: That's Did a not, late start Now They noticed,
0: wow, you're <clears throat> 19. Let's check this out. Man, you can hit that bag hard. Let me try to hold pads for you. I watched a special on it. They are like, let me try to hold pads for you. Wow. <laughs> you broke my shoulder.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stuff like that. They're like, this guy has freakishly strong power.
2: Yeah, well, and he's huge.
0: He's 6'7". Yeah. Not as huge compared to Tyson Fury, though. Right,
2: but, I mean, he's a freak.
0: Tyson Fury is a a once-in-a-generation type. Actually, I've never heard of someone that big who moves like that with that type of skill. Yeah. Tyson Fury is a a once-in-a-lifetime type mm -hmm. talent. So that factor did bring Deontay Wilder. Because if you watch Deontay Wilder throw punches, it's not real pretty. I mean, it is for a street fighter, maybe. Sure. Right? Would you agree Brandon you're a technical been a fighter your whole life?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he doesn't have the most textbook looking, you know, striking, but obviously it's effective.
0: Yeah, if you throw wild, you might catch someone.
2: Sure. Yeah, the power. Real,
0: if you're real confident with it and you connect and especially if you then have them a little scared,
2: yeah. And Absolutely. then and then on top of that if you have the knowledge of like the anatomy of a knockout, if you know how that works, then all you got to do is find those trigger points and it doesn't take much i mean we could get knocked out by a kid if you know i mean there's teenagers out there that can knock out grown men if they catch them in the right spot hard enough
1: i mean ben fowler came out and pretty quickly got one right
2: yeah over Derek overstreet
1: absolutely not saying that was fluke i'm just saying you know
2: caught him in the right spot that's right and and that's really half the battle. The other half is is power, but if you catch them in the right spot, there's less power needed. So.
1: Absolutely. <clears throat> but, yeah, we're, it's going to be a while before we hear about any type of rematch or who's going to uh, be down the pipeline for either one of these guys. Uh, but, you know, that's great exposure last night for the boxing world. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think um I mean who was the the tallest boxer and heavyweight in the nineties when it was so Lennox, really big?
0: Lennox Lewis who's six five.
1: Yeah, that's about it. I mean you're you're talking uh,
0: historically someone who's freakishly tall goes down easy. Yeah. Historically. You see so many clips of five foot eleven, Mike Tyson knocking out a six seven guy or a six four, six five guy. Um historically, it does not translate well to the heavyweight division to be that tall. Right. But the Klitschko's were tall. So let's not forget about that.
2: Yeah, uh, Klitschko's 6'7". Uh, Nikolai Valuev is 7 foot tall. Okay. Wow. And Tyson Fury right in the middle is 6'9".
0: Okay. Mm. Wilder's listed at 6'7 also. So yep. all big guys. I mean, it makes sense. You have a reach. Um, Mike Tyson was, was not... Not common. I think Muhammad Ali was 6'3". Six six three. Six three, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other guys. You know, Holyfield was maybe six two.
2: Yep. Larry uh, Holmes six three. Riddick Bow six five. Lennox okay. Lewis six five.
0: Yes. So yes, it, it's not uh, advantageous to be real short. But yeah. To be six foot nine. Yeah. And he... the best heavyweight champion in the world, hands down, uh, the lineal undisputed champ of the world. That's unheard of. Tyson Fury is. Freakishly big and moves freakishly well, if you watch videos, search on YouTube, Tyson Fury head movement, yeah, and you see a six foot nine guy with what appears to be a tiny little head and he's not moving his feet, no, and he's just up and he's just moving his head all around way better than I'm doing right now, oh yeah, I mean yeah. just just and if you have head movement like that, especially with a head hunter, right. Right, Brandon? Yeah.
2: yeah now, you're... you
0: could maybe then counter that with some body shots. Yeah,
2: you're going to have to start attacking the body to slow his head down for sure. But, I mean, he, he's so tall that, like, even punching to the body, I'm going to have to punch up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like.
1: Yeah, and if he was, you know, if he grew up in the United States, he probably would have been pushed into basketball or something. You know, it's...
0: But he grew up in a family of gypsies who are called travelers, who not only are they travelers... Every every male in his family bare-knuckle boxed from day one. That's... His his coach, Peter Fury, I think was his name. For his first however many fights was his uncle. Oh, he's in prison right now. Why? Bare-knuckle boxing match. Unsanctioned. Put a guy's eye out. Okay? So, I mean, that's not uncommon in his family. Okay, I'm surprised to have made it this deep into the show without mentioning this. Max Kellerman inspired me in many ways to be a crossover... Sports radio personality, someone who covered basketball, baseball, football, but also fighting. He doesn't cover MMA. He covers boxing. I've kind of somehow shifted toward MMA more so for whatever reason. It's happened, but I love it. I'm fortunate to do it. This is what I heard Max Kellerman say on the official telecast leading up to the fight last night. Buckle up. You guys ready? He said he was describing how the heavyweight champion is still substantial and has a lot of respect across the world. But he said this, he said, in the 90s when the UFC came about and the sport of MMA came about, we have now seen a shift in what the baddest man on the planet looks like. We realize, and this is Max Kellerman's words, I need to find the quote, we realize that the best fighter in the heavyweight division in boxing would probably lose to the best fighter in the heavyweight division in the UFC in a fight.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And, and not and only that, There's no question about that. I think they get there, taken
0: down and beat up.
2: Yeah, I think there are some upper level boxers that would get beaten by mediocre MMA fighters. In a fight? Yeah, yeah in, a, in a real Like in an MMA fight or something Yeah, yeah, you know, in an MMA fight. Let's if say wrestling that uh, and takedowns
0: were allowed. Yes. Yeah,
2: let's say that uh, Connor and Mayweather decided to fight in the octagon. I'm going to give that fight to Connor, you know, with a handicap. Absolutely. Oh, no
0: question.
2: Yeah. And, I bet
0: you could beat. Floyd Mayweather Brandon Bishop could beat Floyd Mayweather in an MMA fight I would put my money on you I'm not saying it's a surefire thing he may piece you up I don't know I'm not saying you're untouchable right uh but I would put my money on you in an MMA fight I think you'd take him down and submit him
2: yeah and that's I mean that's the reality of the potential of it you know I mean that could happen especially if he's not been training nearly as long as the fighter he's fighting in MMA I mean
0: with with wrestling and takedowns and and leg kicks yeah you have all your weight on your front leg what do you do, Brandon?
2: Oh, the first thing I do is I'm going to take that leg out.
0: Kick the knee almost. I yeah. know that sounds horrible.
2: I like to attack the inside of the calf. Okay. And that that usually widens the stance out and opens them up for some stand-up, and then you shoot in.
0: All right, even just kick right to the thigh. Yep. I mean, that can cripple you. Oh, yeah. Someone who's boxed their entire life and has never felt a leg kick, they're going to yeah. be in trouble. That may drop them. Yeah. A real hard whack mm-hmm. of a leg kick. Guys, we appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Shout-out to Matt McCarthy. Shout-out to Dugan Ryan, Trevor Kelsey, Doug Wolverton. Uh, Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. My health insurance practice. I'm an independent broker in Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, and also the state of Florida. Give me a call, 502-386-0978. I can help you with any health insurance request. For individuals under 65... Medicare-eligible individuals and groups. If you own a business or you're in charge of the benefits for a business, let me know. I can help you to find what carrier is best for you, and we'll make sure we get you into that plan. I want to thank Chris Embry and Brandon Bishop. Guys, thank you very much for a great show.
1: Yes, sir. Absolutely.
0: Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Be sure to join us next Sunday. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.